Welcome to Yoga Chit Chat. I'm Phoebe Schiff, yoga teacher, conversationalist, and podcast listener. And I'm Karak Morinaga, gamer, climber, and yoga teacher. Every week we meet virtually for an informal discussion on a common yoga philosophy, principle, or theme. Today's topic is Leela, the Sanskrit word for play. In many ways, this theme might sound trivial that there's this concept of play and we can talk about it in terms of like a play of consciousness or like children at play. And when I first heard this concept, I thought, Oh, well, okay, this is fun. The teacher had a theme in the class that I was in and the theme was Leela. It was about playing and we did a lot of fun things in class and I left class thinking, wow, that's great. That was really fun but I didn't understand the significance of Leela until much later. Leela is a big part of the Anusara practice. It is a very big part of tantric philosophy. It's very important to both. Leela, this concept of play can be applied to supreme consciousness. The one consciousness chooses out of her own free will to divide and subdivide and become all things in the universe, she chooses to experience herself through a divine act of play. So we can very simply define Leela as divine play. It's the act of divine consciousness descending and becoming everything in the universe and creating this vast play that includes every activity and action in the universe it's for her own delight it's out of her own free will that she creates everything and divine play is her way of experiencing herself one of the biggest distinctions for me when it comes to the idea of play is that it's it's activities and and things done for the sake of themselves versus any sort of outcome or goal or reason beyond the activity. The, the easiest example of this is looking at the way that kids play. Kids are playing in a sandbox for the sake of playing in the sandbox. They're not trying to, I mean, maybe in the moment they're trying to build a sandcastle, but the, the point of it is the activity. And we look at kids and are like, oh, well, they're just playing. But really, the way that you just described the, the highest intention of consciousness is really no different than kids playing in a sandbox. And when we start to discover the way we can experience consciousness to the fullest is through play, it actually becomes one of the most important ideas in life. No one is forcing the children to play. They just play on their own. You don't have to guide them. You don't have to tell them what to do. They're not playing to somehow make themselves better. They're not playing to get some future reward. They're delighting in that moment and just being in that moment, enjoying simply existing and interacting and participating with each other. and. This is the same for 
consciousness. She is not forced to do this. There is no specific goal or end to the play. She does everything out of her own free will. So I love your the example that you use of children at play. It's just a perfect example of play for the sake of that activity. As adults, the way that we play, in my mind, is when we do things that also are, we do only for the sake of doing them. So things like dancing, you know, you're not dancing to achieve any goals unless you're on like Dancing with the Stars or something like that. You are not painting, well, I mean, if you're an artist and, you know, that's your livelihood, then that's one thing. But if you're doing something creative without worrying about, you know, any sort of financial incentive or, or something like that, then this is how we play as adults. We, we dance, we paint, we sing, you know, singing is such a great example. You don't gain anything from singing beyond the delight of just belting out the lyrics of your favorite song in the car or when you're walking. And as adults, it, it's really challenging for me sometimes, and maybe you and maybe some people listening, to rationalize doing things that are play. Because in my mind, I'm like, I have stuff to do. I don't have time for this. And, and I'm so happy we're having this conversation because it reminds me that consciousness wants to play. And so when we don't let ourselves play, when we make every single activity in our day something productive and goal-oriented, we, we miss out on one of the reasons for why we exist. In my opening today, I used gamer and climber as two of my descriptors. And I chose those specifically because they are things that are fun for me and they're just... They're just me at play. Somewhat ironically, I've been thinking about getting rid of the PlayStation, the PlayStation 4 that sits in my house and has kind of been collecting dust for the last maybe three or four months. And so I was thinking, well, I don't play video games as much anymore, so maybe I should just get rid of that console. Video games are such a waste of time is literally what I thought in my head as I was contemplating the sale of the PlayStation 4. And as we were preparing this podcast, I was thinking, well, you know, I do really like playing video games, even though they are, quote unquote, a waste of time. And I think you're right. As adults, it's really hard to justify doing something that doesn't have a productive goal. We can justify things like, like the climbing one is a little bit easier. When I climb, I'm moving my body and I'm exercising and we all sort of understand that that's good for us. So when we do an activity that's active, there's, there's this future benefit of health. For some reason, climbing and sports and physical activity are somehow on a higher level than sitting on the couch and playing video games. In what we're talking about in terms of Leela, the two really shouldn't be 
compared that way as one being higher than the other. We can do things, I think in some ways, as human beings, we need to do things that don't have a specific goal. We need to just have fun and enjoy ourselves and do our favorite activity. I think it's important that we all have something that we enjoy, that we can do purely for fun without some future benefit or long-term goal. I think it's really integral to our mental health to to have activities and interests outside of things that generate money or make you healthier or smarter or or whatever it is. You know, if someone were to ask me right now what I do for fun, it would take me a minute. Left to my own devices, I really like going for long walks and listening to podcasts. Like that to me is really fun. And even as I'm thinking about that, I'm like, well, I like it because it's fun and you know, I'm walking so I'm getting in some fitness and I'm listening to a podcast so I'm getting smarter. So maybe I need to even go to the next level of play and and think about what I like doing that doesn't make me smarter or more fit. And for that, I don't even have an answer. <laughs> I think it's okay that the things that we do have side benefits. I think it's more about the attitude. You know, why are you doing it? You're not going on that long walk with your favorite podcast specifically to get smarter and to be healthier. You're doing it because you enjoy it. And I think that's the the first thing that that happens. And that so that's your intention. Similarly, when we talk about supreme consciousness or the one spirit choosing to experience herself through divine play, there is sort of this intention. She's doing it to know herself better, right? So there, there is sort of this goal. She's, she does it out of her own delight to rejoice and be blissful, but at the same time to, to know herself. And I think that we can probably apply that same concept to ourselves as well. Like we're, we're getting to know ourselves better, whether we're getting to know our bodies better through a physical activity, or we're getting to know our minds better by reading or studying or listening to a podcast or spiritually we're enhancing ourselves by, by doing something, meditating or taking a yoga class or chanting or whatever our spiritual practice might be. I think even the divine play it is play just for the sake of play, but it helps us to know ourselves better. And there's something about knowing ourselves better that there's a delight in that. There's an enjoyment in knowing ourselves better. And I think even for maybe the kids on the playground, they might not be thinking like, oh, I want to know myself better when they're building a sandcastle, but they are, right? They're learning as they build the sandcastle together, they learn about social interactions. They learn about the sand. They learn about themselves. I think that knowing ourselves, knowing our our highest nature can be sort of intermixed somewhere in there with play. So we said that everything is divine play. The universe divides and subdivides with the intention of experiencing herself through play. And I'm realizing that every benefit that we get 
from doing activities with the intention of play is just a byproduct of having fun. So I'm thinking of yoga on our mats. A lot of people do yoga just for the health benefits because, you know, it makes you more toned. It, it helps with pain regulation, all, all that sort of thing. But ultimately yoga is done for play, for fun, for the sake of itself. And really when you do any activity for the sake of itself, then there's tons of, of byproducts and benefits, like what you were saying about me walking and listening to podcasts. But when you let go of, of that as an intention, you not only have more fun, but I feel like you, you make more space for these new benefits to come through because you're not attached to them. So really, we, we just we have to have fun doing everything. The possibilities are just endless. In the Anasara practice, having fun is a big part of the practice. So it's, it's important for me as an Anasara yoga teacher that my students enjoy the class. And that sounds really weird to say, like, of course I would want people to enjoy my class. But that is not always the intention of every yoga class. I think that, at least for you and I, and probably for many of our listeners, we've experienced a class where the primary intention is not necessarily to play and have fun. The intention is to be serious, to be spiritual, to draw in and do a very disciplined practice, a disciplined practice where there's very little room for play, where there's almost no room to explore and have fun. It's all about discipline and following instructions and doing the practice that is going to be the most beneficial for the body or the most calming for the mind. And it can be very rigid. It can be very structured. And there's nothing wrong with that. There are very specific benefits and intentions behind that more rigid, structured, focused practice. But it's just different than what we teach and practice as Anusara students and, and teachers. And it's because of the philosophy that we subscribe to. To me, Leela, this concept of divine play is very tantric. It's very non-dual. The one consciousness is choosing to play. And as a reflection of that, we choose to play. We choose to have fun and explore and laugh and interact and be social and jump around and sometimes do silly things in the yoga practice. And in a more dualistic setting, maybe some of those things would not be as big of a focus because the practice is not about mirroring the one spirit choosing to play, but instead the practice is something more like separating from maybe the delight of the physical world to somehow be more spiritual, to get away from, from that. I think that Leela, this concept of divine play is fundamental to the Anusara practice and it becomes the reason or the why behind the practice so that we enjoy ourselves, we have fun. And like you said, when we are really having fun and 
and playing, truly playing, then those side benefits tend to tend to come on their own and maybe even expand more. Well, and you, you're making me realize too, that everything that we do, and I don't think we're conscious of this, but everything that we do is really done with the intention of getting to play and fun. And we get really bogged down thinking that, you know, doing things to make money or doing things to take care of our family or or doing all these kind of goal oriented things are, we forget that we're, we're doing all of it to enable more fun. We want more money so that we can have stability and, and the ability to buy things to have fun. We want to take care of our families so that everyone is healthy and supported so that we can have fun with them. And it's this kind of lost virtue because what happens is we get so stuck on the, the process of getting there. And I, I'm also really happy you brought up spirituality because um, spirituality can, there can be this really serious element to spirituality. And I'm definitely guilty of participating that in that for, and I think I did that for a long time. In my mind, the intention of spirituality is to do different practices, whatever it is, to get to fun in the moment, you know? So whether it's a a cacao ceremony or a silent retreat or whatever it is, you can take it seriously, but also remember that it's a pathway to having fun. And that I think sometimes I've certainly gotten lost in the practices um, and you have to, you got to remember it's all for fun. It's funny that you mentioned the, silent retreat about a month ago i had two students who on the same weekend i think they went to different silent retreats but they both went to like seven or ten day silent retreats and i have so much respect for both of them doing that that's amazing i don't think that i could do it it doesn't sound fun to me and i was telling another student this we we're talking about this and I was saying, yeah, that, that just doesn't sound like fun. Like, I don't think I would ever do that. And my student's response was, well, maybe that's what you need to do. And I'm like, well, why would I need to do that? And she's like, you know, to be more spiritual. And my response was, well, this is why I'm, I follow tantric philosophy. Because if my philosophy was more dualistic, then yeah, maybe to be more spiritual, I would need to get away from the world and not talk to anybody for 10 days. But to me, that's not really, uh, from a tantric perspective, I don't really feel that's where I'm being led or, or where my philosophical take pushes me. It doesn't take me in that direction. Some of the things that we do when I practice and some of the things that we do when I teach are more for fun than for therapeutic benefits. I love things like handstands and arm balances. I love fun transitions and challenges And some of them don't have the most therapeutic benefit. You know, there are some benefits to doing a handstand. You build upper body strength and you gain balance and things like that. But more than anything, I just like them because they're fun. Because it's just a way to explore and be a kid. It's also a way to know myself a little bit better. How I react to the challenge and being upside down and the the different circumstances. 
to me, yoga, it is, it's very much about having fun. If it wasn't, I don't think I would still be doing it. If I wasn't an Anusara student, teacher, I don't think I would still be doing this if my background was more, I don't know, serious or somehow trying to limit the fun to be more spiritual. That's, that's not where I come from. I think it's important to note that in my mind, the activities are neutral. It's all about the intention that you approach the activities with. And this has been a big lesson for me this year. I resisted being organized financially for a long time, which always works out well. (laughs) But I decided this year that I really needed to get more organized financially. And the way that I did it was to start having fun with it. You know, I made this with the help um, of an accountant. I made this little monthly ritual where I like sit down, make some tea, light some candles, look at my QuickBooks, you know, look at where my money went and make goals. And it takes probably like half an hour and, you know, drinking tea and making candles are little accessories. But the point is I had to make it fun in order for me to build it into my routine and to also like not sweep it under the rug, which is what I've been doing for a long time. So whether it's looking at QuickBooks, whether it's a silent retreat, whether it's, it's really anything, it's all about approaching things with the intention of play. And the truth is there are a lot of things in life that do not feel like play. You know, if you're sitting at a desk right now or you work long hours, it can feel like the polar opposite of play. And so really what we're, what we're sharing with you is, is cultivating an intention of play and seeing if you can turn some of the most daunting parts of your life into fun, even where it seems completely impossible. I love that you turned it back to intention. When I was talking about the silent retreat, 10 days of not talking, as not being fun. I'm talking about that's just for me. That's not, doesn't sound like fun for me. For someone else, that might be play. Playing with this challenge or idea of being silent for 10 days is is someone else's idea of fun. And it all comes down to intention. To me, that sounds like torture, but to someone else that that is divine play. And that's great, that's fantastic. In some ways, I think some people would say that their work is their play. I feel like that's a pretty fine line to walk. It's really easy to get submerged in our work and and then just say, well, I really love my work, so that's why I'm, I'm doing it. And if that is the intention, I suppose that that could be a way of, of play. And some people have jobs that are literally that. The job that comes to mind is just like professional athletes or professional artists. They're often doing things that they enjoy, whether they're painting or singing or dancing or playing baseball or basketball or football. They're doing the thing that they love and and they're playing. And they're also making money, making a living. But I do think that we all need something fun to do in life. 
we need that because we are microcosms of the macrocosm. We are reflections of the one spirit. She is playing to know herself better. So we too should be playing to know ourselves better. So may we all have something that we can intentionally call play. Yes. And as someone who for a long time looked at play as a colossal waste of time, for those of you who are maybe skeptical about this, I want to offer you, you, you can start it in really small ways, you know, just something like turning on music while you're cleaning, you know, instead of making the tasks or, or activities that feel like work, just start by yeah, playing music while you're cleaning, you know, light a couple candles while you're doing you know, your QuickBooks, take a five minute dance break when you've been sitting at the computer for too long. And as as small and silly as it sounds, it's actually you connecting with your highest reason for being alive. So may we continue to bring play into our lives on and off the map. We encourage you, our listeners, to play with us a little bit, engage with us, uh, give us feedback, let us know how the podcasts are landing. We have several ways to get in touch with us, but probably the easiest way is to visit the website. It's www.yogachitchat.com. And that is going to be a portal for connecting with us in a plethora of different ways. Phoebe, do you want to talk about some of the things that they might find on the website? Yeah, on the website, you will find links to our Patreon page, if you feel called to offer us a small monthly donation to support us in creating more content, um, we would be open to receive that. Um, You'll also find our Instagram account on the website. And actually, today's episode was a request from a listener um, who sent us a message over Instagram and said she wanted to hear more about Leela. So thank you so much for that request. And if you have a Sanskrit word or idea that you want us to talk about, please send it through. Thanks, everyone. We look forward to uh, hearing from you. See you next time.